Welcome back, everybody. It is I, your host, Ryan Westa, with Neander Talk Podcast. And we have a little collaboration with a uh, YouTuber by the uh, the channel name Joe K Music. And uh, he does, like, vlogs, I guess, if you will, of, like, the underground hip-hop scene. And about a year ago, his channel really blew up when he started talking about strange music and some of their artists and how some of them were stealing from other artists. Uh, what was the word with some of them getting fired or not getting fired? Other ones going to different labels. There's just a lot of drama. And his channel really blew up because people were just super interested in Tech Nine's group. And the owner of the other owner of Travis O'Gwin, who owns, is just uh, a lot of people have got some things to say about him. And his channel blew up, and I've been wanting to talk to him ever since then. And um, after having a conversation last week with with a uh, with a rapper, and he works with some of the strange music artists, I pressed him on one of the controversies, and it just kind of got the ball rolling in my head. Like, oh yeah, let's go back and uh, let's see if Joe K wants to come on, and let's get a good conversation with him. Maybe we can collaborate, and we did. And um, I hope you enjoy this conversation. It was a lot of fun. And uh, here we go. Enjoy. Boom, shock, boom. Oh, shoot. I forgot to take care of business. Follow him on YouTube, Joe K Music, of course. Uh, and if you want to support me, you, know, you can still get that Patreon, patreon.com slash Podcast. And that's all I got to say. Boom. Enjoy. Welcome to the Inner Talk Podcast. We'll know topic is off limits. Now here's your host. Thank you for coming to the podcast. Boom, schlock, boom. In three, two, one, Josh K. Music is joining me, everybody. This is a, a big treat for me. I have been listening to you. I wanted to ask you almost a year ago to have you come on the podcast, but I was like, I was very hesitant to ask because like in my mind, I'm, it's some, I get in my head a lot and, and sometimes I'm like, nah, this guy's too big or like, who am I? You know what I mean? Cause you're like, oh, that's funny, but compared, compared hey. to like what I'm seeing, I'm like, he's going to look at my YouTube and it's nothing near like his, his, his strange music and Godimus videos are like blowing up right now. And also I don't ever want to come off as a clout chaser. So I didn't want to be like, oh, now that he's blowing up, now I want to be on there. Like, so at least I waited a year. Yeah. <laughs> no, I appreciate that, man. Um, <laughs> it, let's. Hey, maybe maybe we want to restart. Um, with the intro, you had mentioned Josh K. Music. Just jo- just Joe K. I said Joe K. Did I say Josh? Yeah, it was Josh, but that that's okay. Um, hmm. I know it's can- Joe K. Yeah. Do, do we do we want to just restart with with no. the and it could just be Joe K man. Like I I don't you don't even need to add the music. You, I'll I'll fill in all the rest. But yeah, I didn't know. I didn't want you to, gonna, I didn't well, want you to get down. The... Oh no, we're gonna keep it. <laughs> all right, we're let's do it. it. Uh, listen, I have I've had a few drinks. I hit happy hour before I came here. I've got me a quadruple vodka grapefruit right now. And uh, and I don't know why I had Josh on my brain. For some reason, I know it's Joe K. Whatever, it's Joe oh, K. Music. Joe, I don't mean that's your name, but that's like where people would find you, like yeah. YouTube. Joe K. Music. He he pops up, and I uh, I reached out to you yesterday because, or two days ago, because I had a uh, 
an interview with a, somebody that I that I know that's worked with Godamus, and I kind of wanted to press him a little bit on that situation and he didn't want to but he ended up talking about it anyway so yeah i i uh i listened to that episode and it was really interesting and and before i even dive in man thanks for having me on yeah first and foremost like i whatever way you were feeling a year ago is how i feel since i started and all the way up until now and things are so cyclical man like things come and go so quick, like topics come and go so quick. And like when I first started the the podcast uh, on my YouTube channel, it, I, I had no intention of it kind of turning into what it turned into. Like my full intent was just to start talking about underground music. And it just so happened that on the week I was going to kick back off the, the podcast, this whole Godamus situation came, came to light. Like how did how did you get hip to it? Like why? So, why? so I, I I've been pretty well connected with a lot of different artists uh, in the underground over the last ten years. I got into music back in like 2010. Uh, started really following underground hip hop at that time. I never really, I was never like like I didn't grow up on hip hop. You know, no? like I, I got I, I was kind of late to the party. Oh shit! Probably... Because man, you come off as an old school head. Like I was like another reason why I didn't want to talk to you a year ago because i'm like because i love hip-hop i love local hip-hop i like some underground stuff like i'm all over the place i've been listening to it forever but i'm not like an encyclopedia guy like i can just tell you like i can rap to songs but i couldn't even tell you the name of the song a lot of times but i just like i'm into it but there's like dudes like you who just you just seem like an encyclopedia of wealth when it comes to certain like to the to the hip-hop game especially to the underground. It's like, how do I even talk to this guy? This guy is just like, knows everything. Like, what am I going to say? Dude, School I got, me. You. I got, I got you all fooled. <laughs> you do. That's I good, got you man. all fooled, man. No, I, uh, I, I was pretty late. You know, I, I started listening to like rap in general, like mainstream rap when I was, I don't know, 14, 15 and, uh, started out with like, you know, the usual suspects. This is back in, Oh my God, 2000, 2004 2005 maybe i mean i'm, I'm talking like eminem jay-z kanye west like all those guys were kind of at their pinnacle when i first started listening to hip-hop right like they were it's a good time to get they into were, it. they were killing it like man i remember popping in that that kanye album and it was it was nuts like it blew my mind wow. and like all the eminem stuff and then did i got into jc like the or jay-z the blueprint 2 came out <sighs> like that was crazy you know like again i had to kind of start I started in like the middle. I had to work my way back. And then I've been trying to follow it ever since. And like right around 2010 is when I got into underground hip hop and uh, started dabbling in music a little bit and started building those connections with a lot of people that were coming up in like the funk volume era. Um, I don't know. But how are you doing it? So you're, you're just saying it so casually, like, oh, I started listening to this and then I got into underground and just started working. Like, how did you get into like, what were you listening to before you found rap? Like what, what was your jam? I, it was weird, man. Like I went a long time where I didn't understand the point in listening to music. Like oh my gosh. until I was probably, <clears throat> probably like 13, 
13 okay. is probably when I started listening to just music in general. Oh, well, that's until, perfect. That's fine. Like, up, we... up until then, like, but, but like, so, you know, some kids have these stories about like, you know, I remember my dad used to put this in the record player and we'd listen to this. I don't really have that kind of story. Like I didn't grow okay. up. In house that, I got you. I didn't grow up as a kid listening to hip hop music or, or even like listening to a specific genre of music. Okay. Um, I, I didn't really have that. So by the time I cared about music, it was like alternative rock, like Nickelback, Three Doors Down, all the bands people hate were the ones that I was listening to, you know? Of course. Um, <laughs> yeah, naturally. So, you know, I, I started I started there and um, was really particular with who I listened to. And I had, I remember like listening to hip hop at the time and being like, I don't, I don't know if I like this, but I, I think it was, I was listening to the wrong hip hop for me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the hip hop I was listening to or first got exposed to was like radio hip hop. And there was an era there of hip hop where it was like, just not great. Like, you know, when I was younger, like I'm talking like the radio stuff, like I'm not talking about the Tupacs and the biggies. I'm talking about all the stuff in between there that was just kind of like, kind of forgotten about and I didn't really get it but once I started picking it up again when I was 14 or 15 it was like wow this is great and so I just started consuming and I went from mainstream hip-hop into like uh Hobson was a big one like 2010 was like the pinnacle for me how are you find like what is your platform in 2010 in listening to music like how how are you getting this I, I'm old. I don't know how old you are but I'm 42 you know I I it was me it was like uh blank cds and that we would burn cds and make our own cds at some point you know what mm-hmm. I mean like I, what how are you like consuming yeah. your music at this point yeah this uh so that's a good that's a really good question man I I was consuming it mostly through YouTube uh, LimeWire wow. was a LimeWire was a LimeWire. I did LimeWire a few, a few yeah. years before that. LimeWire was a thing, and yeah, so my my buddy Lime would Wire burn guy. me. He'd burn me some CDs off of like LimeWire and stuff, and uh, that's how I first started getting some some music. You know, before I ponied up enough uh, McDonald's money to go and uh, purchase a CD from from Walmart myself. You know, yeah, and uh, yeah, I, it was a lot of YouTube though in 2010. And I just, one of my friends introduced me. It was kind of a weird scenario. Like he was like, Hey, you want to come hang out? I'm like, sure. Yeah, let's, let's hang out. Mm -hmm. He invites me over to uh, this, this kid's house who lives on like, it's not a farm, but it's in farm. It's like on farm land, you know, like it's in the middle of nowhere. Okay. Okay. Where, where are we going exactly (laughs) here? We're in the middle of nowhere, Wisconsin. There's freaking nothing but cornfields. And, and cows. Uh, Wisconsin's yeah. got a shitload of cows <laughs> and silos. There's a yeah. lot of silos. Hey, hey, we gotta get the the cheese and the grains, man. Gotta, <laughs> gotta get that. But uh, he brings me to this barn in the middle of of nowhere, and uh, there's this little like, I don't know, I don't even know what it was exactly. Maybe like a shed that had electricity to it. I don't know. It was pretty big. It was a pretty big area there, <laughs> and uh, there's a bunch of dudes in there, and they're like listening to beats and rapping and i'm like what the heck is this you know like what what is this about and and just, just in the middle of rural wisconsin yeah, yeah yeah there's like there's like five dudes sitting in this room 
listening to beats and rapping. And I, I remember it was the, uh, I think it was the Lil Wayne fireman beat or something. And uh, they're just all going the beat to, just, or the lyrics. To, yeah, there? just the beat. They're just wow, having a okay. cipher. They're having a cipher in the in the freaking barn, you know. And Did they, get, they probably, ripped it off LimeWire or something, or what? I don't, was there... I, probably, probably. I don't know where they ripped it off of, but um, that was my introduction to underground hip hop, like that particular moment. Okay, wow, and it hooked you ever since. Like and, that, and you call that underground? Like, I mean, I that, guess there's nothing more so, underground than that, but that just I, seems like. <laughs> I didn't know what that was, right? So, right. you know, they're they're rapping and I'm like, okay, like whatever. And they're all, they're all just kind of like ciphering. And then they start talking about these different artists, right? Like um, some of the big ones at the time, Immortal Technique, right? right? They're talking about Immortal Technique. They're playing, you know, the traditional, it, like your gateway into a mortal technique is, you know, dance with the devil. And you got to listen to that song. And, you know, you listen to that and then you, you're hungry for more. You're listening for more. So then I'm checking out them. Then, then I'm checking out Army of the Pharaohs, you know, like then I'm checking out Hobson. Then I hear about this guy in Tech Nine, um, you know, and it just kind of spirals from there. And, and I'm, on, I'm on YouTube. So, you know, I stumble across like Hobson. He's coming out with like Sag My Pants and the Ill Minds and all that stuff. And it was so much music at that time that was coming out. And there was so much of a backlog already. It was mm. like, it was oh, like yeah. underground music overload. Like it was. Just oh, you were in heaven. Everywhere. You must have loved it. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was great. It was what great. a time to be alive for you. Right? It's such a good time for, for you to get into it. And for those artists at such a young age and now to have gotten, I mean, I guess they were probably a little, that was only what, 14 years ago or something you said 10 years ago. Yeah. 12, 12 years ago. Okay. About, so they, yeah. they were still in the game. At least tech nine was in the game for a minute. So yeah, you mm -hmm. must've gotten like, Holy shit. Look at all this backlog. He's got, Whoa. Yeah. And, yeah. but then even to see where that progresses and especially and, and like with all those other, like Hobson too, to see how that it's progressed and still going, it must be pretty cool to, to get into it at the ground floor, as far as you're concerned in your life. And then to watch that explode and go, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that, I mean, that honestly, that kind of leads up to, to your original question. How did I, how did I get into all of this crazy nonsense that goes on? Right. Like how, how do I find out about this crazy crap? Like how, do, how do I hear about it? Who tells me it over the years, it went from listening to music, consuming everything, like every rapper, I like, didn't matter if they were well known or not. Mm -hmm. If they made good music, I, I was listening. I, I was I was trying to consume as much as I could. Was and it so, through? Sorry to cut you off. Was it through like the YouTube algorithm, or how are you finding these? Because like it's not super easy to find good underground artists. I mean, there's a lot of them, but there's a lot of shit you got to just sift through. I mean, there's a lot of trash out there. You know what I mean? There's, there's, there's probably two or three pivotal, um, key points that kind of led me in the direction that I, that I got to, it was YouTube, the YouTube rabbit hole, right. <laughs> Just uh, the, going on there in the algorithm. They kind of got rid of that, right? It's not as good. The rabbit hole it's is not, not as, good. as good as it used to be. You could go down some fucking holes. Yeah. It's, it's not nearly as good, but it was that mixed with Facebook. Like okay. face, Facebook had 
there's a, there's a Facebook page called underground on top and it is a underground hip hop, like kind of promo page. And they popped up right around the time that funk volume was uh, coming up, right? Like Hobson had started funk volume. He was doing the funk volume contest and they were one of like three pages that were selected to help like promote basically the the contest and share some of the artists that were submitting entries to it and stuff like that and through that contest you you hear about so many you hear so many new rappers right and in those situations at that time mm. there wasn't a lot of like pay to play kind of things like where it is now where like now someone joins a contest they pay to promote the crap and they get a uh, hundred thousand views it was a lot of organic like the cream of the crop is rising to the top. And so if you go down, never eat a pig because a pig is a cop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it was like, you, you know, I just discovered so many through that um, just different artists and some, you know, some that turned out over the years to be bigger artists, some mm -hmm. that turned out to kind of fall off the face of the planet. Um, but again, just, I just kept it getting more and more ingrained in what was happening um, just through like social media and, and learning about different artists and like listening to their music. And, you know, I didn't 10 years ago, I had started dabbling in music and putting music out. And I started doing uh, like a vlog at the time because podcasts weren't really a thing yet. You know, it was all called a vlog. You're doing okay. a video blog yeah, and uh, I, I had started that and did that for a little bit and then stopped. So, you know, all these years passed, I pick it up and uh, I said, you know, it's a new year. It's 2021 at the time. So last year I'm like, I'm starting this thing up again. Like I'm going to start doing it. I'm going to start doing it consistently. I want to, you know, talk about different things that are going on in the underground. I want to try to get that community that I remember from 2010 back up and running again so that people are talking about and at least having a conversation about underground hip hop because we we've gone from what I remember is like the heyday to something that I can barely even recognize anymore. And that was really why I wanted to start it. It just so happened that the day, like the week or month I was starting it, I heard that this artist got ripped off by Godimus. Mm-hmm. How did you so, hear about that? Like you just started it, like you had already had an established connection in the underground world from just following and being a fan or like how, or, or, or was it just cause you were like reading on pages and stuff? Like how does it was, it was like that particular situation was literally, I went on Facebook. I saw somebody post about it that I was friends with and, okay. and I started looking at it. And I'm like, wow, this is crazy. And it fell in line. Like I had in the past, I had talked about like other artists that had um, maybe done bad business or were scamming people. Mm -hmm. So this wasn't something that was necessarily new to me. Right. This was something that I had already experienced with other artists in the past and talked about. And so like people that were, you know, the handful of people that were paying attention to my vlogs back then, they this was right up their alley. Right. Maybe uh, this guy can help me out. He's got a bit of a reach. Yeah. And so, you know, when I, when I heard about it, um, I started asking questions. Um, I just, I honestly, that first episode, 
if you look back at that first episode where I'm talking about the, the Gautamus scamming and stuff, the video quality is so horrible. The oh, sound really? quality is so horrible. Like I had to rip it off of Facebook because I just did a, I literally just, I turned on my computer. I pulled up uh, Streamlabs and I started using my screen record to have the pictures there. And I'm just kind of toggling back and forth between the Facebook photos that I can see that this person posted. And I'm just doing it on the fly. Like nothing oh, wow. was pre-recorded. That's awesome. I love that. It, it was I just, love that. It just kind of happened. You know, I just kind of turned it on and, and went with it. So. And that kind of blew up, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It, it went crazy. Um, I wasn't expecting that. Like up until that point, I'd, I mean, I'd usually get, I don't know, couple hundred views maybe mm -hmm. over over time like everything's been pretty organic and you know i definitely I, even today like i don't look at my channel as like oh my god i have this huge channel and this huge audience like right because I, I don't i don't think i do i i think it's I hard you. to say that i do because it, things are like i said so cyclical right and it's you just had like a run of like some good controversy yeah. that you kind of just got in the middle and, and capitalized and did well not got in the middle and capitalized i think that's diminishing it because i think what you did was a really good thing as far as like how you went about it like you went about it like how like a real journalist would go about it and like you did due diligence and you you didn't have like it didn't seem like you had an agenda one way or another or a bias like maybe your agenda was do the right thing and see like, like, Hey, what the fuck's going on here? But it didn't seem like you actually had a bias. Cause when you first went at Godamus, you're like, Hey man, there's, there's some stuff that's going around. What's up. Can you let's, let's talk privately real quick and see what's up. Mm -hmm. And then he was like, yo, fuck you, dude. That's when you know I'm motherfuckers guilty that he's like, <laughs> this yeah. is my mind. I've tried getting him on my podcast a couple of times. I've gotten close. Uh, I even had, uh, if you know who Tay Diggs, you know that dude. I talked yeah, to yeah, yeah. I talked to him. He was like, "Yeah, I can talk to him about it." But you know, and I'll treat him. I would treat. I would treat if I could get Godamus on here. I would treat him with the utmost respect and give him an opportunity. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm not gonna let him lie and get away with anything and shit on it. But I'd like, um, in my podcast with Nick Gibbs, I was saying like. I would love, I love a good redemption story. And I would love if he just would make things right or apologize or just do the right thing and be like, yo, look, that was a hard time in my life. Whatever's going on, mental drugs, whatever the rumors may be, whatever it could have been, or maybe it was something completely different and just like, yo, but now I got it straight. Like I pay the dude back. <laughs> You know, I, mm -hmm. that $20 a month finally added up and I got it paid off by now. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and he's like, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm making things right again. Like who doesn't want to see that? Like, it's not too late, Gotti. It's not too late, baby. Holla at your boy. And that's, and that's the thing, man. It's like, it, it's not about the error. Everybody makes a mistake. Right. It's how do you respond when you're called out on your error and what do you do to make it right? Mm -hmm. And that's the problem that's at hand here. Like that, that's honestly, that's 99% of the problems that are out there. Um, it's, it's that yeah, with life, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like everybody, everybody has hard times. Everybody has issues. Everybody makes mistakes. Like 
it's not about the mistake. It's not about the rough patch you're going through. It's what are you doing to get yourself out of that rough patch? And what are you doing to right all of the wrongs that have led up into this point? Because me, me putting it on the internet and talking about it, I, I wasn't exposing anybody. It had already been out there. You know what I mean? Like the information was already out there. It was the information was out there, but not on a platform your size, perhaps. And maybe you didn't even realize I, that. I didn't you, have, like you said, you didn't, I didn't have, have a platform. platform. It yeah. just kind of blew up like a miniature viral uh, underground viral thing, huh? Yeah, I, I what was had, that like for you? Was that kind of cool? Did you like that? It, like, oh shit. I like it's gotta be cool. Like, oh my god, I got like five thousand views or whatever, like all of a sudden, like overnight or something. Like that'd be kind of dope. Yeah, I mean it was it was cool for sure. Like, I don't want to diminish that at all. It just it it feels so weird because it was so it, it it's like this. I I don't have I don't look, have a look, ton look, of listeners. Look, I'm joining you with the green with the blue. <laughs> There we go. There we go. Now, now we're in sync. Now we're together. <laughs> I feel the harmony and peace. Yeah, now. I like that. <laughs> Sorry. Um, no, 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 no. It's 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 all good. Um, I don't even remember where I was going with this, but it, it's like you know, at the end of the day, like it, it when you're when you're in it, and the way that it happened, it wasn't like, hey, I uploaded this video, and the next day, it was at ten thousand views. Like that. That wasn't how it worked. It was. I went to bed. I woke up the next day. It had a few hundred more views. I right. woke up the next day. It had a few hundred more views because I don't have a huge audience, even, mm -hmm. even after all of this, right. Even over the last year of like trying to consistently put out content, I don't have a huge audience. Uh, it's okay. the people that I'm having audience of are people that are ingrained in underground hip hop. That's that goes back to kind of where it all started. Right my hunger to learn more and to hear more and to understand more about underground hip hop mm -hmm. led to me building that network of people, whether they know it or not, when you add somebody on social media, you're now in their network. And hmm. so I never and, thought about it like that. Yeah. I'm adding people all the time. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and it will exactly. And like, adding the right people and knowing the right people and chatting and having conversations with the right people or making, making content that grabs their attention so that when something does strike them, they go, Oh my God, I'm sharing this crap because guess what? You may not have a big audience, but they do. And, mm. and that's, that's, that's why, like, if you look at my channel and you actually analyze my channel, I have far, far more than just like, Oh, Joe's going on YouTube again and just talking crap and starting to talk about controversy again. I have artists in the past that have come on that I've done interviews for. Um, you have some I've good interviews on reviews. there. Yeah, yeah I've like done it. interviews. Yeah. None of that crap pops off. Do you want to know why? Because drama, drama doesn't sell. Drama sells, yeah. Like or drama sells, yeah. Sorry, like stuff that doesn't have drama in it doesn't sell, and it, it's it's just the way it is. It's unfortunate, but it, it is the way it is. So you know, for me again, it's just kind of, it happened. It's kind of luck of the draw. And it did end up leading me down a road of far more content uh, about strange music than I had ever anticipated. I was, I was going to ask about that. Like it did. Um, so if that, when that popped off, did that make you like, oh shit, let me kind of pay attention to strange for a minute and, and kind of maybe not get 
pigeonholed into it but maybe tunnel vision like did you get like a strange music tunnel vision after that like i got some traction out of this it's working like let me just keep using this uh formula if you will yeah yeah i mean it was nice it Good. was thanks I for wanna... answering that honestly yeah no i Who mean <laughs> that's that's exactly what it was it was hey here's a situation like again my and that's my what people initial... want like that, give people the one. If that's what the numbers are, let me give bingo. you more strange shit. Bingo. It's like my goal starting out in 2021 was deliver underground hip hop content. It could be news. It could be album reviews. It could be interviews. Deliver content. Whatever content I start delivering that starts to pick up traction tells me as a creator, what people want to know about. And when it started with the strange music stuff, it was like, okay, so you guys want to know more about the situation? Let me, let me go find some people and let's have some conversations. Let me go start talking to people. I talked to Chuck Reeves, Chuck Reeves. I mean, he's, he was huge into like psychopathic and ICP and he's followed the strange music uh, drama over the years and all that. Like, again, it's just me knowing other people that are so ingrained in different areas of the underground that I can I call them up and have a conversation with them about it. Nice. Hey, Chuck, come on, come on the show. Let's have a conversation about it. People hate Chuck. People hate me. People definitely hate both of us together. <laughs> you know, but, yeah, yeah. but then other yeah. but then other people love it. So it's like you know you're always gonna get that. And and it's like you know what, I I don't I don't need to try to find people that view things just like I do, or that present information just like I do. I, I actually prefer to, to talk to people that have a different perspective, or maybe they have a different delivery, right? Yeah. Like, when I think about Chuck Reeves, it's like, we couldn't be any more polar opposite with how we present information. Like, we're just different. So <laughs> people, 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 liked the content and so i kept i kept again like it's not like after that moment i started doing more and more research okay and the more and more research i did the more and more i found out about all the other stuff that was happening at strange music that wasn't available yet to the fans so with my mission of Let's just have through, some just conversation. different artists that are associated with strange like how are you getting inside information without releasing sources if you don't want to it, is it just it's been, inside? it's been a huge i mean it's been a huge combination of uh fans i mean you got you got to think about think about strange music think about their entire structure their entire structure i don't know is, a whole lot which is so funny they're in my backyard i've been to strange land in lee summit like I, I've, I go to these shows, but I don't pay a whole lot of attention. I paid somewhat attention when Godimus and Cestrus crew kind of first kind of got released or there was like that gray area when they were kind of getting released from Strange. And I know I'm pretty good friends with a, a dude that created a group late recently called Mokes, M-O-K-S. And they did... Uh, they had Godimus on one of their videos and he, like they're really good friends with Godimus and they put on a show. It was like one of the first, I think it was the first show Godimus did outside of strange on his own. And then right after that, 
got him has put like a little video on on his Instagram of him walking into Strange and signing a new contract. Like uh, I, yeah, I, the, yeah. the rumor was that uh, they didn't like him working outside. And I'm like, all right, come on back. But then that was before the controversy came out with you. Yeah. And I, I mean, for for I guess the point I was driving at, like not necessarily their structure, but how their fan base is. Okay. Their fan base is one of the most dedicated fan bases of any music group I can even think of in any genre, in any genre. Like they are the most hardcore dedicated fans on this planet. The strange, and, really? Okay. Yes. Like they will, they will buy every shred of merch. They will go to every show, no matter how many times they're coming to their city, like they're going um, they're super dedicated and loyal fans. And so when, when stuff started kind of falling apart, the fans have built relationships with many of the artists, because again, they go to all these shows, they have all these conversations with them. They, they like, they, they get artist numbers and like talk to them sometimes. Like they have that makes such sense. a bond I mean, with the artists. Oh, huh, Okay. You know, you know what I mean? Like they have such a bond and like, and and it's, it's good. And at the same time, it's like, well, when crap starts going awry, now you have the, the, the leak, you know, the the hole could be Mm. anywhere because you've built your entire existence with the fans ingrained in everything you're doing. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. No, that does make sense when you think about it. Cause like it's, it's hard for me to see because so you're in the Milwaukee area. I'm here, like I said, I'm in their backyard. When I go to their shows, it's like they're here, of course. It's not that big of a deal. They're just here. And you it's like it's not like they don't have they're not that hard to access. Like before right. COVID, before COVID started, like their biggest thing was like I think Joey Cool had like a birthday party who would have every year at the uh the riot room down in Westport. It was a pretty big show out, but it wasn't like, we're not talking like thousands of people. Like anyone can go there and get like, hang out with these people and, you know, get their numbers, hang out. Like a lot of big names here in Kansas City. Like you can walk up to Suli 4Q. What's up, bro? Like, let's hang out. Like, mm-hmm. let me buy you a drink, whoever. Mm-hmm. So it's cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know what that perspective is outside of here. It's just different, I guess. But yeah, when you see that, like I can imagine when they go because they're not performing at giant venues i don't i don't right. expect outside so it would be pretty easy to get access and you know there's a there's an underground artist here I, I you know i pay attention to the local scene here i love local local i love the kansas city hip-hop scene i really love it and there's a dude here you might have known heard about this name uh the abnorm what's his name something abnorm I don't know. He's like abnorm, something abnorm. And he's like got a song. It's like, yes, we really fuck our fans. He's <laughs> like, yeah. It's like, yeah, we don't even, yeah, yes, we do rap about it, but yes, we do fuck our fans. We, we want to let we want to let you know that yeah, we're that, actually that, doing what we're rapping about. Okay. There is no question about that. One hundred percent. And then he's and that's also throwing the flag like like any ladies out there. Hey, hey, I'll fuck you. Come up to me like it is. And it's a pretty small group. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Oh, man, that's funny. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I mean, that's that's really that's really the connection there. Like I 
you know, people, people have speculated a lot just based on the content that I've put out, um, the, the details that I've shared. And I, I'm telling you, like, it's, it's, it, there's no, there's no one person that all of this could be coming from. Oh, I wouldn't think so. Uh, it a, definitely sounds like you have a few good sources, at least, at yeah, least with this a, stuff. It, yeah. And, and with this in particular, like, it's just, it's people that are dedicated that care, uh, most, most of them anyways, um, you know, that, that are like, Hey, this is what's going on. Like, Hey, I heard, you know, so-and-so is leaving. I heard so-and-so is leaving. Like, mm-hmm. like there is a stretch there that nothing was being communicated, but since the fans are so connected to the label, like the fan, how many, how many, <laughs> let me ask you this, how many artists like mainstream artists that you listen to or know of where the majority of the fans that follow that artist also happen to follow the owner of the label and actually care. Like people follow, follow Travis, like on Instagram, on social media, they pay attention to what he's doing. That's not, that's not typical, but again, hmm. their whole structure, it's, it's ingrained in the fans. It's for a reason, right? Like, it's making them feel a part of something, which is, it's, good, right? Like it's, it's the strange community for sure. It's the community. And and that's the difference. And yeah, I think that's what's, that's what set them apart all these years. Like it, it's been the fans, like without the fans, obviously they're, they're nothing, you know, where, where does that, where do you think that come from? Um, Like, so I've been in Kansas city probably since about 99 is when I kind of first moved here and started paying attention. And I remember living here and seeing tech nine. He had a, like a nice, now it wasn't a sprinter van because this was back in 99, but like the 99 version of a sprinter van, the, the Astro van. <laughs> so I it was a little bit nicer than that. I will give him that, <laughs> but he had it, he had it back then decked out like with that vinyl stuff over it of all mm. of like tech, like, like his face and, and straight like tech nine on there. And he'd be going to the local clubs and performing and selling, you know, selling his CDs out here locally. Like, so I've seen the dude like just hustle. Like the dude was mm-hmm. hustling, doing his thing around here and then, and then blowing up and then doing it everywhere. Do you think that's what it is? It's just like that real super grassroots, like, Yep. selling cds out of the back of your van and people just kind of know you because it's local like in kind of maybe like the markets he was hitting oh yeah i mean for for sure it's it's again it's taking the time and the effort to build that relationship with your fans like are not gotta, other artists doing that uh, not a uh, whole lot I mean, like of, i can see icp of, doing that a little bit but like well and what the, it is i mean i icp was kind of like they were kind of like the foundation like they kind of set the way, Hey, we're going to, we're going to create this fan base. We're going to name our fan base. Right. Like we're like, all of that is part of building that community. Right. Like when you start naming your fans and start having like the gathering, right. Like the you, jugglers you have, and the gathering. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, you have all of these events and things like that. And create, again, it's like, like ba- basically creating a mini cult. That's what these guys are doing. They're creating cults, <laughs> isn't it? Is that what this is? <laughs> let me let me just drink this Kool-Aid. Yeah, real yeah, quick. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, but um, I, I mean, I, I think the successful ones do that very well. I think people have tried to uh replicate that 
over the years. Many other groups have tried. Uh, and a lot of them have fallen short. And I, I think they've just consistently done it well. And, and I mean, at the end of the day, look, the, the artists that they have are super talented artists. Like, 100%. They do they, get some, yeah. They, they have talented artists. There's no question about that. I don't think people have But ever- talented artists are a dime a dozen, really. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I mean, that's why they come and go as much as they do for being mm-hmm. honest, like right. look, at, look at the amount of turnover they've had. Look at even the good artists with the, the way the industry changes and is evolving. I, I don't, I don't see strange music being the strange music that people have grown to know over the years because the industry is changing their role as a label is, is changing and evolving. I mean, people are signing, they're signing it goes up deals, which are distribution deals and, you know, they're basically selling their services now instead of signing artists because that's independence is really the future. And although they've always preached independence and, you know, not doing, you know, F the mainstream and we're going to do our independent thing. They've operated their business like a mainstream label over the last couple. Of right. It, it, it's always kind of rubbed me the wrong way when people kind of look at them as like this independent Kind of like Tech Nine started out like that, but I mean, is it really like it's pretty mainstream? Tech's pretty mainstream. Strange music is kind of, I don't know. It's 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 like, I don't. It's not major league, but maybe like one like it's like if they were the minor leagues, they'd be winning the championship every year. You know what yeah. I mean? Like they're just close. Yeah. yeah, I mean they've always kind of been on the cusp, and and that's not you know, and no disrespect to Tech, like. Tech is oh, there's no disrespect go down, there at all. Yeah, going to go down as a as a legend, like Hall as of a Famer. Hip-hop, yeah, as a hip hop legend, Hall of like, Famer, sure. Hall of like, Famer, one hundred percent, first yeah, no, ballot Hall of Fame, no doubt about it. But you know, like you said, when when you look at what they're doing and how they operate, there there is no difference between the type of deals that they sign these artists on to what a major does, right? Except for maybe the amount of money that's being thrown at the artist. Yeah, I said right like I know. I have no idea how the music business works. I just know there's a lot of controversy no matter what label you really talk about. <laughs> yeah. Well, because that's the music you know, game, baby. That's yeah. the music game. It, it it comes down to people just not paying attention to the details and knowing what they're signing up for. Like it, it, and and as much crap as uh as I and others have have given strange music over the last, you know, year or so or beyond you know, Mm -hmm. but particularly over recent events at the end of the day, strange music is a business and they're going to do what makes business sense for them to do. Whatever is going to do, it makes Travis money. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. If Travis thought that, you know, signing Joe K to strange music was going to make him a million dollars. Trust me. I'd be on the label signed. (laughs) You know, you would get signed to strange, but, but but, you're like, yo, strange, sign me up. Let me be your like official podcaster, like Joe K music, (laughs) like slash strange. Like I, I, I I will take down all my videos of Godamus and JL and and strange and Travis. Like not like, would you do that? No, no, there's no, no. Like Joe, listen, listen, baby. You want one of these Ferraris? Like you pick one of them. (laughs) One of them's yours. Just like, come on, toe the line for just like five years. Like we want everything everything about you for the next five years take those down and here's a ferrari see here's here's the difference between me and a (laughs) and a a starving artist okay 
when you're signing some of these people and they literally have no other options, you could have a freaking Pinto outside and they'd say, well, I don't have a Pinto now and I don't have anything really to my name right now. And you're offering me a Pinto. Why wouldn't I sign up? F it, sign me up. Let's go. Let's get to work. And they take it. And then later on, if, if things either pop off, now they feel like they're undervalued, even though they were worth, they were worth nothing to the label to begin with. Right. Or, or if they don't pop off, they're like, well, you didn't do enough for me. It's like, mm-hmm. well, I gave you the freaking Pinto. You're supposed to get yourself to the shows. Like, what the heck? What were you doing? Like, how come you weren't putting in the work? You need to put in the work. Again, like as much crap as people want to say, at the end of the day, it's a business and the business is evolving. And because it's evolving, we're seeing the changes that we've been seeing over the last year. Which is what? What's it evolving to? Oh, it's it's a hundred percent independent. YouTube. Like, it's gonna be. Oh yeah, it's gonna YouTube, be a lot home of YouTube, studios. Apple Music. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And it has been for years. But now, um, like a label like Strange Music, they have a very good structure to help independent artists without having to sign them. So, for example, when you have, uh, you know, people people talk about like Jelly Roll, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, he, he, he got an, it goes up deal from what I heard. He did sign an, it goes up deal. It he goes up is signed by is Travis's label or whatever. Right. It's a, it's one of his it's companies. Another, it's another uh, arm of, of strange, strange music, right, essentially. Yeah. Um, it's in his portfolio of, of businesses and it's really used as a, a distribution company to, you know, for artists to put music out on. Um, you know, there's services that are involved in that you get, uh, videos, tours, uh, getting your music on all the different streaming services, promotion, things like that. And that's the future, right? Like when we look at like jelly roll, he signed this, it goes up deal. Yeah, he did. You know what he did after that? He went and he got a better deal. Like he leveraged that deal to go get a better deal. Nice. And, and that's, that's going to be the business now. Like it's going to be competition. You're still going to have majors. You're still going to have, you know, underground or more independent focused labels that specialize in different things. But at the end of the day, they're just serving a different function. You're just not going to sign artists anymore. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That's, 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 that's my opinion. That's, that's my, my logical, um, you know, just based on, my observations, opinion. I'm not an expert, just my observation and opinion right. on the matter. Do you think that's bad for them? Like, it, it, what is your assumption of like, are, do you think they're just kind of like, let's just ride out? Like, do you think they're growing new fans? Because it sounds like you don't think they're cry- trying to grow new fans, but maybe they're okay with that and just keeping like the older fans that have stuck in with them. And they they'll just kind of retire and ride out to the sunset together. All the strange I, fans like Tech Nine and Travis and just ride out to the sunset with all of the Topeka and Grand Rapids fans forever. Well, well, let me let me ask you this, and this goes back to what we were talking about earlier with their fan base. How do you grow a community when you're not invested? in your community. And what I mean by that is you're not investing in artists like you were back in the day. You're not signing artists. 
you're only providing a service to the artist. So fans of strange music, half the time, they may not even understand or know that somebody has distribution through It Goes Up because they're not signed to Strange just because they have an It Goes Up deal. Like they're just getting their music distributed. So it, it's it's different. And so now you're like, what are you going to do? You're going to expect your fan base to pivot to all these people that are coming in and out of your door just for the service, like a drive-through window and saying <laughs> like, I'll take this and this and this <clears throat> and give me a music video and uh, a two-week, you know, mini maybe. over here. And maybe, go, that, like, maybe that's not a horrible thing for some artists out here. They're like, hey, I want I want the resources that Strange can provide and work on an a la carte type menu. And be like, maybe I do just want like a couple dope ass videos because these mm -hmm. guys have an incredible studio and some good videographers and amazing engineers and, and studio, mm -hmm. like all that. Like is absolutely that, is that a bad thing or or a good thing? Or what do you no, think? I, I don't think that's a bad thing at all. I, okay. I think I think it's it's a good option. But it's not for, good to grow the fans for Strange. It's exactly. It's a good option for independent artists. It's good from a business perspective that now instead of signing, you know, only a couple artists and only being able to put all your resources towards these couple of artists, you're now opening your doors to business from any independent artist, which nowadays could be freaking Joe Schmo in his closet, you know, who wants to get a deal and put out his music through you, you know, through your company. And now you're making money on that, or maybe someone pops and they, you know, they, they blow up and it works great for you. And you built that relationship now, but for the fans, who are the, where are those fans going? Those fans are following that artist. They're not, they don't care about the, the minutia in the background that, Oh, strange music distributed their music. I'm going to go follow strange music now. No, they're following jelly roll. And if jelly roll goes somewhere else, they're none the wiser. They probably don't even know or care. They're following Jelly Roll. And that doesn't build the strange music fan base. That doesn't help the strange music artist. And that, I think, is the problem. That makes a lot of sense. Okay. But who does that really affect? Because it seems like if strange music really boils down to like 51% of Travis and 49% of Tech, and Tech just kind of rides out his retirement at some point, like whatever i don't see him retiring anytime soon that dude's gonna rap forever like you can't tell him to stop but then you got travis has just got these other ventures underneath that umbrella like he seems to be good no matter what like is this oh, seem, yeah. is this seeming just kind of like a, a dying star that is just kind of once kind of tech leaves it's just kind of kind of fizzle out or do you think it'll kind of get trans you know uh handed off maybe to like a king iso or or maybe a king iso can be the only person i can think of right at the moment yeah i mean i i don't i want to think about how i how i phrase this because i think it's important so that the point actually gets across i don't i don't want to say that strange music the company is dying because i don't i don't think strange music the company is dying per se. I think they're opening up new avenues, uh, whether through Strange Music Inc. or through one of these other subsidiaries that Travis has. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, um, they're they're finding ways to make money and keep the doors open and and probably being pretty profitable doing it. I I, I think Travis is a very smart businessman and I think he's finding ways to make money, no doubt about it. However, if I look at the artist. When you ask me, like, 
who does this like how do you see this panning out who does this affect it affects the chris calicos of the world ah, it affects the stevie stones of the world right it affects the jail behood to the world ah. um you know it, it affects it affects those guys and when you're not bringing in new fans that's a problem because yeah you're not you're not growing your business anymore you're not What's helping happening? these artists right if if you have a business let's say let's say you have a hamburger shop and you've been in business for 20 years and you have your regulars right and they come there every single week you know what day they're going to be there and they order a burger mm -hmm. that's great but over the next 10 years if you don't find yourself a way to get some new people's butts in those seats to order some burgers, your business is doomed. Right. You, you will not survive because eventually those regular customers, they're going to go move. They're going to go vegan. You know, maybe, maybe you <laughs> don't have find a new burger. Options. Yeah. They're going to go find a new burger they like. Yeah. And, and all of a sudden now those, you know, thousand lifetime customers you had, now they're dwindling down year by year by year. And, you know, I, I know it sounds more like doom and gloom and, you know, who am I to say, but right. that's, that's just the rational, logical, like that's the only, that's just how businesses work. So, you know, or you're going to end up with completely different type of business, which is what we're looking at now. Now, instead of you having a hamburger shop, you're like, we're a buffet now. <laughs> we got some wings over here. We got the prime rib on Wednesday. Let's go fish Fridays. And, and that's what they're doing. They're like, Hey, we're, we're a buffet now. And so now you're just, you're still going to, you're going to get some new fans. Good for really them, just, but not great really for just, the artist. It's not good for the artists that are already signed. Cause those new fans are following, you know, like, like the jelly roll situation. Mm -hmm. Oh, jelly roll sign is goes up. Well, it's great. Bring some buzz for a second. Jelly roll leaves. People still follow jelly roll. That doesn't necessarily mean they care about strange music. And that, that means that those artists that are currently under contract, the King Isos of the world, the Joey Cools of the world. Like those guys aren't getting a bunch of new fans. However, you have face off. I think face off shed some new light. I think that was a very good move. Um, and getting Dwayne, the rock Johnson in there. Yeah. I mean, they, they got the rock in there. I think that's right. great exposure <clears throat> for a guy like Joey cool and especially King Iso. I mean, look, King Iso, like he kills it. King Iso is a lot of people think he's like you said, he's going to be the next guy up. And if tech ever does retire, I, I think King Iso. I, mean, definitely let me tell you, to... I got something. I got someone that'll outwrap King Iso that that's, that's damn near as good as tech nine, if not just as good in this city. And he's even related tech nine. His name is Alan Wayne, the prodigy. Mm. He's fire. Try, like album of the year. I, when you're done with this, I, I I implore you to check out Alan Wayne, the Prodigy's 10,000 Hours and Counting. It's two different albums. It's 10,000 Hours, and the next one is And Counting. But it's basically like one big project. It came out fucking phenomenal. He's so yeah. good. Yeah. He's yeah, so I'll have good. to check that out, man. Send that over for sure. I'm, All I'm right, cool. Yeah. Nerd, so. Hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, I, I mean, it's just... I. I don't know. I don't know what the future holds. I, but I, I do think that it's going to be different from what it is today. And I think eventually their whole business structure is, is it's, it's already changing. I mean, look, you can see it. 
the proof is in the pudding. Right. Who have they signed? Jerry the Robinson. And, like, but who have they really, like, who have they signed in the last year? I don't know. I don't like, know. I don't, I don't pay that much. No, I nobody. Like, anybody. like, yeah. Like, no, nobody. They like, got rid of Chris and, Calico. And, and, they got rid of JL. They got rid of the uh, Sess crew, it seems. Stevie Stone's gone. Uh, Mays, like, I think they dropped. Um, yeah, I don't know. It seems like King Iso, Jerry Robinson. They got rid of Ritz, right? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, Ritz is Ritz is long gone. But but it's yeah. weird too because he, you know, he's still like he'll tour with them sometimes. And yeah, there's all kinds of weird drama going on there. But it's like, I, it's just it's so different now. And you know, I'm curious as to how things will pan out. I'm curious. You know, you, you were mentioning earlier, like yeah, like the strange shows around here. It's not like they're like you know, there's 10,000 people at every show or anything like that. And, um, you know, that that's true. That's true. If it's sure. a tech show, but, like tech will throw down at this place called power and light and by nature that fills up, but. but yeah. But, but I think too, like we got to watch and see what do these artists do without strange? I think that's a good question that now a lot of people are asking. Oh, like they don't one's just up in arms about like, yeah. Oh, you know, Travis is the devil and I can't believe that all this stuff, you know, doom and gloom on strange music. It's like, yeah, but let's see what happens when the artists are on their own. What? Oh, they're not doing much. I, oh, I hate talking shit about it, but they're not doing, at least from what I've seen, I've seen some of the, like I said, I've seen some of these artists after strange go out and do their own thing. And at least I, I can only speak on locally here in the Kansas city area. It's not a huge it's not a huge, like impressive showing. I've seen God miss a couple times and it's, you're not talking about hundreds of people. I'm telling you that right now. You might, mm-hmm. it's not hundreds. You're, 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 it, you're not getting hundreds of people. It's a, it's a hard it, look. It's, it's a hard sell. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think that that's the benefit of having a label with artist on it is you can pull a bigger crowd then because someone's going to be there for tech a few you know look the majority of people are there for tech let's keep it a let's keep it a billion okay 100 people are going to be there too because hey i really like stevie stone hey i really like chris calico hey i really like jl like you're gonna get a bigger group of people if the artist you're bringing on to the label and performing with have fan bases or have built fan bases Mm -hmm. um you know over the years when they leave though, it, it's, it's tough, man. Like I, and I'm waiting, I'm waiting for like, I'm waiting for this stuff from stone to drop because I'm very curious about what the reaction is going to be to that. I know he's got some stuff cooking and uh, there's some really, really fire stuff coming um, from, from what I've been hearing and like Chris is doing his thing. And, and when I look at these guys, when I look at like Chris Calico, you can tell he is all in his mm-hmm. wife's in on it chris is in on it like he is going to live or die by this venture and i can't say the same for every other artist that has left over the years you know so like i i think people like chris i i think he'll succeed will he be like at tech level i, I think it's going to take time to see if you know that can get achieved i think he has the talent oh 100 that dude's yeah fire but who, but who knows, you know what I mean? Like who mm. knows what the future holds? I, I think these other guys, uh, sometimes they just don't, they don't put in the work and they don't even know where to start because everything was handed to them at strange on a platter. Mm. 
Okay. It's hard. I mean, as any artist, whether you're a musician or a painter, you know, they're just artists are just hard. They're not wired typically to be businessmen. So if yeah. you take that, like, help from strange music, that you know, it's just kind of like throw them in the ocean without a life vest. Go yeah. ahead, figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Are you so are you so you had to you kind of like dived it like dove into the strange music world, if you will, because of the Godimus controversy. But were you already a big fan of strange music and tech nine or did that like I I was never a huge fan of strange music. OK, like, and, I, and I've said that to people like I don't know if anyone ever picked it up or cared, but I was never like a diehard strange music fan. All right. It comes off I, like you're a big Chris Calico fan. I've actually become a Chris Calico fan, like since all the crazy stuff with strange, like in, in stone too. Like I like, I like both of their music because it's good, solid music. Like it's just, it's good, you know? And, and I never really, like, I always paid attention to tech. I was mm -hmm. one of those people where it was like tech nine and his supporting cast you know, <laughs> right, <laughs> like, sure. and, 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 you know, people are going to take that how they want, but like, I, that's the kind of like fan that I was at the time. Right. I didn't really pay too much attention to everybody else. When all of this stuff started happening, it made me do a deep dive into everybody's catalog, you know? And, and so again, like I just got to consume, I got to kind of see how they move and how they operate. And like those two in particular, like I've, I've become a fan of, you know, since they've gone and done their own independent thing. Nice. Um, I was never a huge, like strange music fanboy. I, I, I do remember hearing early on, I remember hearing seepage by tech nine. And that song was like, Holy crap, this is crazy. You know? So like, I listened to some tech nine music and stuff mm -hmm. and like, I consumed it, but I was never die hard. Okay. Nice. Um, are there fan or other artists in the underground world that you're just diehard fan? Like, like I just like, is it like, who are some of your favorite underground artists for you? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. Um, one of my all time favorites is Greaves from rhyme sayers. Mm -hmm. um, he's kind of a lesser known artist from the label. A lot of people that listen to rhyme sayers, you know, it's like, it's atmosphere basically. And then, um, you know, from there, it's like, you have brother Ali, you have prof. Um, uh, oh my gosh, I'm drawing a blank on the other, the other guy, but like, there's, there's a couple other people that people are going to like think of when they think of rhyme sayers before they think of Greaves. I love that guy's music. Um, I have literally, I mean, I could, I could pull them out here, but I literally have like every album. <laughs> I um, believe you. <laughs> every single, every single one. Like I, I just, I love his music. He's great. And how these strange music fans are to like strange music artists. That's, that's me. That's me with Greaves. Like don't F with Greaves. Okay. <laughs> nice. Say no wrong about my man Greaves, you know, but it's like, I, yeah, I, I like, I like him for sure. Um, and I've gone through phases of other underground artists. I really liked Immortal Technique there for a long time. Mm -hmm. uh, still, I still like him now, but he was like consistently pumping out music there in the early years. And uh, I became a huge, a huge fan of his, but probably I'd say Greaves is probably my number one. I do like, I like Hobson. Um, That's what I thought I, you might say. 
yeah, I like Hobson too. Cause he was, he was another one that I got onto kind of early. Um, yeah. I mean, NF is like mainstream now, but I was late to the game with him too. I really like NF. Him. Yeah. Yeah. He's underground, huh? He's not really underground anymore. Not anymore. Okay. He, he was I, one I, that I was like for a while, but I is, do you, do you call he's, he's mainstream he's mainstream he's 100 mainstream he's main no no but what i'm getting at is he's a christian hip-hop artist mm-hmm. so are all would you say all christian hip-hop artists are like underground just because the the nature of of what they are yes and no i think i think nf is a different beast though because nf he was so he was a he was an he was a christian who happened to make underground music underground hip-hop music and i think that's a difference between like him and a lecrae uh, like look like when you think of lecrae right. it's like the pinnacle of like underground like or just like hip-hop like christian hip-hop music mm-hmm. nf is more like in every single song you're not really getting a sermon it's not like the typical he's more like, like an andy minio or whatever that yeah kind of like that like totally like i'm a like christian you, but i yeah. rap yes yes huh Okay. Yeah, I think that that's really more his lane. And, uh, but he's over the last couple of years, like he had a, he's, he's signed, he signed the Capitol Records. He's had a big, that's like, that's why he came oh, out of like, shit. nowhere. Really? Like, I've been, like, on huge... I've been, I've been spouting NF shit for fucking years just cause I, cause I, I, I dabbled with being a Christian for a while and I was like, Oh, let me see what this, uh, let me find some good hip hop music. Cause I love hip hop. Let me see what these Christian artists are about. And I found NF. I was like, Oh shit, this dude's cold. There's very few good uh, Christian hip hop artists. Cause I, 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 there were, artists, dope. there were a few artists early on that I listened to. Cause I got into like Christian rock and Christian hip hop music as well for a period of time. And, uh, like I know for me, like Toby Mac was like a big one that oh, geez. You know, at the awful. time, like I, 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 I liked, <laughs> I liked his music at the time. I can't handle that um, shit. <laughs> to, to each their own, you know? Right. And, right. And, but then, but then he like, he wasn't really rapping anymore. It was more just like pop music. So like it kind of got off of that quick. Um, but yeah, there's, I mean, there's a bunch of different like Christian hip hop artists. There's, out there. there's, there's some of them that are, that, there's this dude named Marty and Ferg, mm. obviously not ASAP Ferg, but Marty and Ferg, I think, with uh, Social Misfits, they actually started out with NF, I believe, or NF okay. started NF started out with them, and they were they're pretty they they were good, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's hard to it's hard to come by. I'll be honest, like it's few and it far is. between because so much <laughs> yeah. of it is so much of it is trash, and it's it's people like you know the irony, man. The irony in it is a lot of, I won't say a lot. I will say there are some uh, quote unquote Christian artists that are literally just out there doing the church circuit because that's what's available to them. And they could really care less about promoting any type of like Christian message. Listen, I've thought about doing that with the podcast. (laughs) I've thought about traveling around doing the end of talk podcast podcast Christian circuit and just cutting out all the cuss words and just like, there's some money in that. There's some easy money in that Christian game. Come on, get pay me. Fuck you. Pay me, baby. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying, man. And like, I've, I've heard, like, I've literally heard it from people. It's like, yeah, Chick-fil-A podcast. We're closed on Sundays. (laughs) 
there you go yeah it's it's wild man it's absolutely wild um well i won't take too much more of your time i know you got ahead about till 9 30 what are um do you go to shows do you go like see a lot of live hip-hop shows or like what is or do you just like the game like the 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 underground hip-hop in your headphones like how do you yeah you get, i mean are these, you out there these days as i've gotten older i i don't i don't go to many shows anymore i used to go to shows all the time um a lot of local shows here in the milwaukee area i used to head up to but i i just i don't go to shows that often which I've you seem really, like out there what's milwaukee, the scene like yeah the milwaukee hip-hop scene is you guys got good shows and good artists there's really i mean it's okay um it's it, it it's very it's very clicky it's very clicky mm. so you know there's a lot of like i'm not doing a show with so-and-so and i'm not doing a show with so-and-so really if i'm gonna do a show you know, like you need to pay me x amount like it's just it's a lot of like politics and clickiness and uh i haven't i mean honestly i'm I tried to get ingrained in that scene for a while. Like when I first started listening to underground hip hop music and it just, it just turned me off so quick because of all the dysfunction. So yeah, there's, there's plenty of talented artists around here. Um, there's some really, I mean, there's some really amazing artists around here, but people these days are, I mean, they're, they're looking beyond just the local scene too. So right. a lot of those people aren't even like committed to being here. It's like, they'll be here one year and then next year they're out in Atlanta and then things don't pan out. So they're back in Milwaukee. <laughs> like <laughs> there's no, like, you know, there's just, there's, I, I feel like that drive to like put your city on has, has changed over the, over the, the years, you know, like I feel like people before used to be so hungry to like get their city on the map. And now it's like, People just don't care anymore. You know, I think Kansas City's got some hunger for that too. I mean, but then we do get a few people that kind of dip out. I think we had a uh, Marley Young. I think it's kind of like get and eh, whatever. So, uh, all right. So before you go, can you give uh, my listeners like some good names that we should be we should be checking out right now? Who should we be listening to? Oh man, how how deep down the, the hole do I go here? I want Let good. Me... I want like good quality. I don't want someone that's got good bars, but horrible production or vice versa. I want like the full package. Like I can put this in my headphones and I'm going to like rock out and feel it. Maybe get some goosebumps. Like it's some new names. You know what I mean? Okay. okay. Um, a couple people that come to mind that I would consider super underground that Maybe some of your listeners have never heard of. Maybe they have. I think of artists like Minus. He's super good. Uh, I think of artists like PFB. He's super good. Artists like NK47. Super talented. Uh, Loose Logic. Super talented. There's a, guy, there's a guy out here. And if he's listening to this, I hope, I hope he takes offense and takes action. <laughs> But this dude is so talented, yet never freaking releases any music ever to the public. Like my inbox is full of like snippets of songs that are half done and never released. And he is so good. His name is Coulter. If you're freaking listening to this dude, record the full song and put this crap out properly. Like it, he's not good then. So, if he can't so put the talent. whole thing out, he's not good. 
if you got a little bit of talent that you can spit a few bars, I don't no, care if not, you can't put the whole thing out. No, no, you no, no, ain't no. got talent. No, no, put no, no. It, no. it ain't it ain't even a few bars. Like this dude can sing, this dude can rap. Like it's not just like he spit a, like a like an eight bar or a sixteen bar and he called it a day. Like dude has the hook, the bridge, a verse, and then like sometimes a full song and it just doesn't get released. So it just again. One of these people that super talented, um, but lacks discipline, a true artist just, just needs, just needs, to, <laughs> just needs to put this stuff out there, man. But yeah, those, those are a handful and I'm sure I could go on and list another 10 and people are going to be so pissed off that Hell I listed yeah. whoever I listed and didn't list them because you know, they're the greatest. Listen, like there's so many sensitive rappers <laughs> out there. You can't worry about them. Let them bitch it, and cry about it. Like whatever. You, you know what? One more that I have to mention. Okay. I absolutely have to mention Please because do. because they're they're like that old school gritty underground hip hop. That's Twistello. You got to check out. Got Twistello. to. I, I, my, people know about Twistello. One hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, one more question, because I just thought about this when you were mentioning that when you were going through all of this, you're getting all these DMs, all these messages and you're getting some hate and some haters. What was that like? And what was like the biggest hateful type thing? And how did you deal with it? <laughs> um, hmm. So obviously like the typical, like F you, you're the worst. <laughs> I hope yeah. you like that. That's just, that's common. I don't really even think about that. Um, when I put out the reaction video f- for face off mm-hmm. before face off dropped because someone gave me the track before it was released and so i got to be the first reaction to it which i, I thought what I, I thought was pretty cool i think that's amazing i don't know why anyone would hate on you other than a jealous motherfucker but they were so dude they were so mad because like you know and maybe it was my own clickbaitingness that that got them going because I, I put like leaked song or whatever. Nice. So I think they just saw the title and they just, they were hoping to leak. get it. <laughs> yeah. They, they thought I was just going to leak it, but what they didn't know is I was just listening in my headphones and then commentating on it throughout the video. Um, not playing any of it to people, like just letting them know basically that I got it, that it's real. And I'm talking about that. it before it's released. It's like a I'm, teaser. I love that. And, <laughs> but people were so mad and you know, there, there have been things that have been said, like, you know, we know where you live, um, you know, stuff like that, uh, from different people that are, that are close to certain artists. Um, that's about as far as I'll go with it. Okay. I'm not worried. I'm not worried about it. I mean, right. look at the, at the end of the day, These I, I'm going to do anything. I mean, at, look at the end of the day, I'm going to speak my mind and I try to do it in as much of a respectful way as possible, as much as a factual way as possible. Sometimes, yes, I'm going to have my own opinion that I'm going to share. And sometimes you're not going to like my opinion and I can live with that. That's okay with me. We all got opinions, (laughs) but yeah, if you're going to try to say like, you know, you need to take a video down or else I'm, as you can see, all of my videos have remained up and there have been several people that have asked me to take several videos down or else. So, wow. I, you know, it's it just stupid stuff like that. That's the part that gets me like, what, why am I like, why am I even bothering with this crap? If, 
like if, if this is what it's going to resort to, like, why am I even going to talk about this? Fine. Then you know what? Not only am I not going to take my video down, I'm going to keep it up, Hell but yeah. I just won't talk about anything else about you then for the next, I don't know, lifetime of my channel. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, what do I care? Right. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, like it's news and it's getting people talking and it's getting people having conversations. I'm having a conversation with a guy right now that I've never talked to in my entire life, that the only reason we're coming together is because of music and because of the conversation that has been had over the last year. And oh, that to me is a win. Yeah. Like that's, that's a win for underground music as a whole. Yeah, right? baby. Yeah. I love I that. Yeah, what a beautiful way to look at that. Yeah. Uh, Joe, this was amazing, man. Thank you for doing this. If you ever want to come down to Kansas City and check out one of these dip kiss or strange shows or something, let me know. I'll set something up. Like I've got, you know, some hookups. You know, yeah, you, I, if you got to hook up on security guards, I'm going to need like three or four of them. I got, look, and, I uh, know <laughs> lots of big muscular dudes that we got you like, we're around. We we keep that heat on us. Don't worry about that. Like we'll be, we're, we're good to go. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> yeah, definitely, man. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And thanks for having me on, man. Like, this is uh, this is great. I think you got a great a great show. Um, super professional, great host. Um, yeah, I, dude, <laughs> thanks, I, I I appreciate it for real, man. Like, I, keep keep at it, man. Keep at it and keep growing and. You know, don't uh, don't let the the dips, uh, you know, frustrate you or make right. you feel like you're not doing something right. Like, keep chugging away at it, man. You're you're doing awesome. I love it. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. It means a lot to me. It really does. I'm gonna keep going. It's been four years. I'm gonna keep going. Keep yeah. plugging along. One day, it'll hit maybe. And if not, whatever. I do this shit for me. I don't do it for anybody else. Same, same here, man. I know same you do. Here. Uh, everybody, that was Josh K. Music. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to go back to the replay and either, either, either I am losing my freaking mind. I'll check it out. It's, it's very possible I did that. I don't know. I like you. Are you saying that I'm professional? It keeps cracking me up. I'm the furthest thing from it. But everybody, this was fun. Joe K. Music on YouTube and watch all before you i uh, can't too late you've already gotten this far i can't say before you listen to this go let's watch his stuff i'll say that at the intro but yeah joe k music on youtube watch this stuff on on yeah watch it subscribe uh this was yeah. fun man let's uh if you ever want to you know chop it up again hit me up i'm i'm an open book and ready to talk about anything and yeah yeah that's it man. this was fun this was fun man. thank you Definitely, man. I, I appreciate it. And yeah, everyone feel free to go, you know, check out the channel, tons of content down there, more content coming this year. Um, yeah, some interesting stuff I think is coming, coming down the pipe. So uh, nice. you can find it at Joe K music, or if you search another day in the underground, that's kind of like the catchphrase uh, for the, for the, the podcast. Um, because, you know, at the end of the day, it's just another day in the underground. Bye. <laughs>